Today on the newscast, new details about massive Iranian military assistance to Russia. The big question, what does the Iranian regime get in return? Get my take next. Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We start today with an update to the Monday, April 24th newscast. If you missed it, you can check it out here in our archives. We reported on this anti-Israel UN Security Council meeting chaired by Russia. Now, Israel very reasonably requested that Russia delay this UN Security Council meeting because Israel was ready to celebrate its Memorial Day where they commemorate the memories of fallen Israeli soldiers and terror victims. A very, again, reasonable request by Israel's UN ambassador Gilad Erdan, and yet Russia's foreign minister Sergei Lavrov refused to reschedule this UN Security Council meeting. Israel, and with good reason, was none too happy about this. Gilad Erdan had to go during this very solemn time for the nation of Israel when Israel observes Memorial Day and its Independence Day the very next day, the 75th, by the way, anniversary of the modern miraculous refounding of the state of Israel. So Erdan had to go to this UN meeting and basically present Israel's case. And he did what he does at the UN in the lion's den, quite literally. He defended the nation of Israel. But this time he said, look, uh, this is not right. And what he did was he read off the names of every uh, Israeli victim of terror that we've seen recently. He read them off uh, in front of this UN Security Council meeting. And he also said to Sergei Lavrov, hey, what would you do if we scheduled such an important meeting uh, during your victory day commemorating Russia's part in the victory over the Nazis in World War II? How would you react? A very fair question. Uh, and then Erdogan walked out. He said, you know, I'm not going to deal with this. I I'm in no mood for an Israel bashing fest here at the UN today when I should be commemorating my fallen comrades and countrymen and women for our Memorial Day. So just an update for you there. I told, told you we'd bring one when we had it, an update on that Monday newscast. An even bigger update today on that Iranian-Russian military alliance. We're going to break that down in a minute. Before I do, hey, if you're a first-time visitor here to the Watchman channel, hey, be sure to subscribe and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. We are reporting the kind of stories here, folks, at the Watchman News channel that the mainstream media is ignoring. The continued unraveling of ties between Russia and Israel is a big one, and the growing military alliance between Russia and Israel's greatest adversary, Iran, is another. And we've got some new news on that front. The Wall Street Journal reported this week that Iran, over the past six months, has supplied Russia with some 300,000 artillery shells and one million rounds of ammunition. Now, Russian cargo ships are, are taking these materials uh, by way of the Caspian Sea, and Russia is using them for its war against Ukraine. Folks, that's a pretty massive military supply from Iran to Russia over just a six-month span. And of course, it comes on the heels of persistent reports that Russia has received hundreds, if not thousands, 
of these suicide drones from Iran, which are packed with explosives. They're made, they're produced, mass-produced inside Iran. They're packed with explosives, and they are flown into the target. Russia has used these with great and deadly effect in Ukraine, in places like Kyiv, attacking civilians with these Iranian-made drones to the point where Iran plans to open a drone factory in Russia, east of Moscow, very soon, where they will mass produce these drones. Hey, folks, look, no surprise there. Iran views itself, as we've reported here many times on the newscast, as a drone superpower, using them not only for their own ends, but to attack, by the way, U.S. bases in Syria and Iraq, Iranian drones, but also supplying these drones to the likes of Hezbollah, Hamas, Islamic Jihad, the Houthis in Yemen, those Shia militias in Iraq and Syria, Iranian proxies, one and all, armed to the teeth by their masters in Tehran. So it makes perfect sense that Iran would also supply these drones to its good friends in Vladimir Putin's regime. And the big question that I present to you today and we'll look to answer in the short time we have is what does Iran get in return? There's even been reports that, Iran, that Russia may look to replenish its stockpiles with some ballistic missiles from Iran, and Russia has reached out to North Korea on that end as well. But Iran is giving a lot here, folks. Thousands of drones, a drone factory on Russian soil, a million rounds of ammunition, 300,000 artillery shells in the past half year alone, which begs the question, uh, is this a quid pro quo relationship? The Iranian regime's not doing this out of the goodness of their hearts. What do they get in return? Now, a few things here. Number one, Russia is supportedly, uh, reportedly supplying more up-to-date fighter jets to Iran. The Iranian Air Force is severely outdated. Could Russia look to provide Iran with nuclear know-how? That's another thing. The alliance is coming so close. A few years ago, I would have said, eh, you know, Russia won't do that. But the alliance has become so close and Russia is now, to an extent, folks, reliant on Iran for not only weaponry, but for support in the diplomatic arena as well, just as Russia is cleaving closer to China on that end, too. So, yes, Russia could return the favor by supplying Iran with military hardware, and it's done so already. But the bigger thing at play here, folks... The bigger option for Russia that you know Iran has been requesting now for the past several years is that Russia create a no-fly zone in Syria. Why is that important? Well, as we've documented many times here in the newscast, over the past several years, Israel has carried out hundreds, if not more, airstrikes against Iran, Hezbollah, and their various jihadist allies in Syria at Israel's doorstep. Now, Russia, which has thousands of troops in Syria, reminder folks, number one, and number two is closely aligned with Iran and Hezbollah. Nonetheless, Russian forces have stood back and allowed Israel to carry out these airstrikes. Could a day be coming where Russia says, no more, we are creating a no-fly zone, and Israel, we will no longer let you operate in Syria against our close allies? Folks, for Israel, that's a non-starter. This is an existential threat in the form of Iran and Hezbollah at Israel's northeastern border in Syria, where Iran is attempting to transit precision-guided missiles into the hands of Hezbollah, which would be used 
to strike Israel in a very deadly fashion. Again, a red line uh, for Israel. They're not going to allow it. That's why freedom of movement in Syria is crucial for Israel. If Russia suddenly says, hey, the game's over, we're not going to allow it anymore, what happens then? A very precarious position for Israel, and that's one reason Israel has sought to not anger Russia when it comes to Ukraine. Wow, a very complex position for Israel right now, folks. And I believe where this is leading is what I've called the Great Betrayal, where Russia eventually will turn very nastily against Israel and lead up that Ezekiel invasion force laid out in the book of Ezekiel, chapters 38 and 39, the War of Gog and Magog. Funny name, I know, but you should know it very well, where Russia will, I believe, align with Iran, Turkey, and others against Israel. The good news is they don't get very far. They meet their demise on the mountains of Israel when the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the Bible, intervenes in a very powerful way. I'll leave it at that because I want you to go and actually read Ezekiel 38 and 39. Folks, the prophetic chess pieces are moving on the board, no doubt. Sorry that we did not have the live stream today. I actually have to head out on the road today for a few days, but I'll still be coming to you here on the newscast. No live stream today. We'll be back with our live stream next week, but Today, tomorrow, Friday, we will have our regular Watchman newscast as always. So keep it right here. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.